Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. Well, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Mahler Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Chris Atterbury in our network headquarters here at Target Field, joined by Jack Morris. Good morning, sir. It is a delightful morning here in Minnesota. We should cherish these days. Happy Mother's Day to both you guys. And to Paul Mahler joining us from Cleveland. Uh, Paul, uh, good morning to you. We think. Hey, good morning, <laughs> there guys. He there you go. I'll, I'll echo your sentiments. Happy Mother's Day for sure. To my wife, I... Gotta gotta wish her happy happy Mother's Day for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, definitely across the board. Destiny, Jennifer, and Jen, uh, definitely the better half of all three of us. So uh, happy Mother's Day to all of them, and uh, happy road trip to you, Paul. I mean, you guys just might want to never come home, huh? The way things are going on the road. You know, it's a little bit uh, tough to explain the fact that we've. Uh, yeah, played such good games on the road. Um, it's been a good trip. You know, a couple tough wins in Chicago, and then come here in Cleveland, and and uh, you know, one nothing games are always kind of fun to watch, but they're a little tense. But we found a way to win it. And then uh, you know, yesterday Jose did a fantastic job, and we had enough offense to win. So we'd love to love to finish it off with a sweep today. And uh, Hector out there, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Paul, uh, speaking of the road trip, uh, you got a one rain out. Uh, you probably felt like. You don't even want that at this point because of the way the road trip's gone for you. But uh, add a little bit more about sure. Jose Barrios and what he did uh, for the first time really this year, uh, but what it means to have a, a third or fourth guy, fifth guy in the rotation come up and, and kind of dominate the way he did. Well, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, Jack, but you know your, your thoughts are that if he can continue to pitch like that, it's going to totally bolster your road rotation and uh, you know yesterday tough circumstances a lot of has been made of uh, what his potential is and he found a way to uh, go out there with a big spotlight on him and step up against a good team and give us seven plus innings so uh, a really good start for him and you just hope that bodes well for what the direction that he's taking it also seems to 
reemphasize the fact that when your starters, like Irvin did the day before and like Jose did, can get deep into the ball game, it just makes it so much easier for the guys. And I, and I don't know what the correlation is, but the guys in the bullpen seem to really understand that when they smell a save situation, they, they step up, they, they pitch better, and it certainly bridges the gap a lot easier for you as the manager. There's no question that it does. Uh, you know, for Kings to come in and get three saves, uh, five-out save in Chicago, shutting down a one-nothing game, and then yesterday being able to go his third day in a row. And the guys that we've been called upon to protect leads late, you know, they've, they've pitched their best in those situations, whether it's been Taylor or Belial. They've, they've had some rough outings and maybe different situations, but, but when we've had a chance to win, they, they've gotten the big outs. Is it uh, encouraging for you to – to see Ryan Presley go out and have an inning like he had his uh, last one with three straight strikeouts against Chicago, where his breaking ball seemed to finally be the crisp, uh, good breaking ball that we've seen in the past. Absolutely, it's encouraging. You know, he's been in a little bit of a search mode through the first 30-plus games, and uh, we're all confident that, you know, we'll get the Presley back that we've seen, you know, over the last couple years. I think that was a good stepping stone for him. You know, today with some of the guys being limited, he's he might get a shot here late, and, and hopefully he does a repeat performance from his last outing. Uh, you mentioned some of the guys might be limited, and 13 outs out of the pen in Chicago, three straight uh, saves for Kinsler. If it comes down to a one-run game, is Brandon available today? I know he'd tell you that he's available, but for the betterment of him long-term, is, is he a guy you would use? Honestly, I don't think I would use him today. I, I think that he is the kind of guy who would maybe take the ball, but you know we're here in mid mid May and we got to look at the big picture, and we'd probably have to find someone else to finish off the game if we have that opportunity. Now, hopefully, we just have about a ten run lead for you, make it a very easy decision. This is a Mother's Day edition of the Paul Molitor Show. Uh, Paul's in Cleveland. Jack Morris here in studio. I'm Chris Atterbury. We'll be back in a moment. Kilmer Root Beer allows us to do this every single week. It's made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. When we come back, we're talking offense with Paul Molitor, manager of the first place Minnesota Twins, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show. Jack Morris here in studio with Chris Atterbury, Paul Molitor, in his office in Cleveland, Ohio, looking for a sweep and uh, come home with a perfect record on this road trip. Paul, I want to ask you about yesterday's uh, in a situation where Joe Maurer went up there in what seemed to be a, sacri- or a sacrifice bunt situation, did not panic. He placed the ball perfectly and created a base hit situation, putting pressure on Clevenger, the pitcher, uh, to throw the ball away. It kind of opened up a lot of offense for you guys. Uh, first of all, did you give him the bunt there? Second of all, uh, can that show some of the younger players the importance of not trying to run out of the box in a, in a uh, drag bunt situation and the importance of putting the ball in this right spot? I'll try not to get too long-winded on that one, Jack, because <laughs> uh, the, the whole bunting aspect of the game, I think, is kind of a lost art. Um, I talked to a lot of our guys have tried to incorporate it a little bit more frequently today's game of you know the, the strength in pitching and you know the everyone talks about on base percentage and things like that so it's a play that comes you know comes into play you know that's the biggest play of the game yesterday if you ask me mm-hmm. I gave Joe uh, the sign that I wanted to try to bunt for a base hit there to move the runners up and maybe put some pressure on them 
And then, as you said, Joel's very patient in those situations. He's probably one of our best punters. He got down in a good spot. But we got some other guys I'd like to see step up and start to try to take advantage of that a little bit more. Paul, you and I played against uh, Hall of Famer Rod Carew. We saw that, uh, you know, his approach to bunting was really, I mean, he was as good as there was in the game at the time. And what I saw yesterday in Joe, I saw in Rod Carew, and the fact that they didn't panic before the ball came. They put the bat out in front of the plate. Everything you're taught on the youth level, they did with execution. And it's all about placing the ball. I mean, when you talk to your guys that have the potential to bunt, is that something that you know? I mean, I I know you know it. How do you communicate that to them that that's the most important aspect of the sacrifice bunt or the drag bunt well some of these guys i've been talking about that for years jack as a guy who was involved with player development you're exactly right the placement of the ball is way more important than how quickly you get out of the box Uh, you know for whatever reason though they, they they feel they have a little bit of fear of getting thrown out, so they try to get quick, and they lose their accuracy. They, they fall it off, and they don't get it to the right spot. It was a perfect example yesterday of Joe just slowing it down, making a good bunt, putting the pressure on the defense, and it worked out great. Paul, I want to flip it around a little bit and stay on the topic of Joe Maurer. Uh, he scored his 900th run yesterday, and we know he's on every all-time list that, that the Twins can compile. I want to talk about him on defense uh, because I think that you would be hard-pressed to find a, a first baseman who's played uh, a consistently better defensive first base in Major League Baseball than Joe has this year. Would you agree with that? No question. I mean, I'm not seeing every other first baseman every day, but I do know that Joe has saved us a lot of errors, especially from the left side of the infield, some of those balls that he scooped out of the dirt. Uh, the first game here in Cleveland the other night, he had a really tough short hop from Polanco, and, uh, you know, when it's a leadoff hitter and you keep him off the base, it potentially shuts down a big inning. Uh, he's got tremendously soft hands when balls are hitting his direction. He's got great range. He knows how to use his length. And, uh, yeah, there's no question he's played a gold glove first base to this point. I, I can't agree more, and I think what he's done by just uh, being the guy, almost giving the confidence to the guys on the left side of the infield, knowing that, hey, I just got to make a throw in the general area because Joel is going to make the catch somehow. Uh, I want to go to a point about offense that I don't know as though uh, you you are the kind of guy to, to put a lot of emphasis on it, but we can't overlook the fact that the Twins have homered in 14 consecutive games now. And uh, Earl Weaver was a manager that always believed that one swing in the back could change the outcome of the game. Uh, is this something that you're just happy to see and hope it continues, or is this something that – you're you're, uh, you're encouraging the guys to keep going up there and maybe uh, get lucky. Yeah, you know, I, I don't preach home runs. Maybe like Earl Weaver preached home runs. And you see a team like Toronto that has kind of lived by the long ball the last few years. Uh, Baltimore kind of still the same, even with Earl Weaver removed. <laughs> but, you know, we have guys that can hit over the fence. It's a welcome part of your offense when we get into one of those grooves. Um, I really like flow on the bases and guys taking good at bats but when you can mix in those home runs it can definitely change the outcome of the game i'm imagining paul you with your hat turned around backwards like old earl going nose to nose with uh with an umpire here so we have to go to we we have to go to break uh this is the paul molitor show it's brought to you by killer brew root beer made in minnesota how memories are created legends are made when we come back i want to stay on the home run train because i want to talk about max keppler who finally got rewarded for a good swing yesterday that's up next with paul molitor this is the paul molitor show on your home for twin Facebook.
This is Chris Atterbury, and you're listening to the Paul Molitor Show on Go 96.3. It's a Mother's Day edition of the Paul Molitor Show. Pleased to have you with us. Full day of baseball. We'll have uh, Derek Falvey and Corey Provis, I believe. And he calls that the Puff Program. That's going to be coming up around 11. 11.30 is our pregame lineup card. And then at noon from Cleveland, Paul Molitor and company are going to be bidding for their seventh straight road victory. Uh, and uh, they'll try to sweep uh, the Cleveland Indians returning the favor for a Cleveland sweep at Target Field earlier this year. Yesterday, Paul, Max Kepler hit a home run. And that in and of itself is not a big deal. But Max, I feel, has really been barreling up some balls without a lot of results to show for it over the course of maybe the last 10 days, especially with a younger player where you're preaching process, process, process. Is it nice and almost a relief to see him get a little result to show for his efforts? No question about that. I, I, I think that Max uh, got off to a pretty pretty good start this year. But uh, as of late, the hits haven't been coming as frequently. So um, we're just trying to uh, encourage him, hey, keep trusting yourself and you're taking a lot of good swings, the results will come. You know, to get to get that home run here was nice to see. It was a big run for us. And uh, I guess you could say it was probably just a matter of time uh, here in this ballpark after what he did here last summer. Paul, one of the things uh, I've learned to admire about you as a manager of the Twins is your steadiness and, and your level-headedness. Uh, never really get too high, never get too low. Um, and right now the Twins playing very good baseball to get out of the gate so much better than last year that I think a lot of – Twins fans have jumped back on on board, and that's a good thing. Uh, to my point is is the Twins have run into teams, and this is my view of it. I, I don't know as though you're really going to add to this, but I want your opinion if you're willing to give it. Um, the Twins have run into some teams that just haven't been hitting on all cylinders, and they've taken advantage of it, and that's a good thing. But uh, you see a team like Boston come in who was hitting on all eight at the time and, and doing a good job. Uh, Cleveland came into Minnesota earlier in the year. It seemed to be playing a lot better baseball than they're playing right now. I know that has a little bit to do with the two guys on the mound that you sent out there in Urban Santana and yesterday in Jose Barrios. But is there anything to the fact that right now the Twins have caught some teams uh, when the teams haven't played at their best? I think that's true, Jack, and that's kind of the nature of our game for a long time. Uh, you know, you try to take advantage maybe when teams aren't swinging particularly well or maybe their pitching staff speed up and you can work it in your favor. But you do have to still go out there and execute and play and try to win the ball game. Uh, you know, right now Cleveland's not swinging great, but we know what they're capable of on any given day. And it goes to, you know, what you said about, you know, trying to be consistent. I, you, this game, the temperature around your team can change so dramatically in such a short time that you do have to kind of just maintain that. Uh, we enjoy the support we're getting back home, back home, but we're going to have to show some sustainability uh, for this thing to continue. We're not even at the quarter mark yet, so there's a lot of baseball yet to be played. Now, on the same topic, Paul, uh, I think you could look in, in past years where when teams weren't going well, like Cleveland struggling to score right now, they could find in the Twins a place to get healthy. I mean, we got some teams healthy over the course of the last couple of years, so if you're looking for progression – the fact that that hasn't been happening, that your club has been able to take advantage and keep teams down as opposed to let them up off the mat, has to be a good indicator that you're trending in the right direction. Well, we like good indicators, and uh, <laughs> we've responded to those situations. Uh, you know, big picture is the, the two main areas that we struggled last year were pitching and defense, and, and those have been upgrades. I think those two components have allowed us to be competitive almost each and every day that we've played. 
some of the games that we have lost have been, you know, a matter of a pitch here or not getting a hit hit there. And, and those are good things, you know. You can you can endure those. You just try to stay away from those clunkers as much as you can. And, uh, you know, if we keep taking advantage of teams at the right time, uh, it's going to build well for us. You guys had a stretch there of a couple of days where you were passing name tags out, I think, in the clubhouse. Uh, Adam Wilk, what can you tell us about uh, about Wilk? Have you or Neil had a chance to, to watch him throw? Would you recognize him if you, you ran into him walking the streets of Cleveland yet? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I've gotten to know him over the past few days. Uh, you know, a left-handed guy that got a big league start for the Mets uh, very recently uh, because of the Harvey situation. Uh, he went back out to Las Vegas, and we went ahead and put a claim on him, and uh, we brought him on board. Uh, not an overpowering lefty, but he's got a four-pitch mix that allows him to be a starter. He can be a swing guy, obviously. we got him out in the pen right now. And, you know, you watch video on these people, but you're always anxious to see how they'll respond when they get in the game, and hopefully his number will come up here one of these days in the short term. Yeah, his pitching coach was Frankie Viola there in Las Vegas. Any contact with, uh, with Sweet Music to get some uh, some insight? I have not talked to Frankie, so, uh, you know, I I know that he's doing a, a nice job. He was in the mix for our job here a few years ago, and I think it's a matter of time before Frankie gets a shot in the big leagues. Paul, uh, you, you just mentioned uh, a minute ago that pitching and defense uh, has been better, and, you know, the correlation between the two for me is the thing that really can help a young team start feeling good about themselves. It seems like when you get that good pitching from your starters, the defense have been sharp. And then vice versa, when the defense have picked up players, the the, the, the pitching looks better. Uh, can you add any more to the, that thought process and, and how important it is, uh, especially for a young team? Well, I, I, you're right about the two uh, areas being connected. I, I think – Never having pitched at this level, I, I, I would imagine the confidence in your defense allows you to not have that as a distraction of what are we going to do next. We've minimized extra out opportunities for opposing clubs, and when we've gotten into trouble, we've made some really big plays to get off the field. So, you know, all those things add up to uh, your ability to stay in games and hopefully win, win your fair share. But, uh, you know, just a different look defensively. Guys are playing confidently. You know, Polanco and Sano have adjusted to the infield and getting regular playing time, and certainly our outfield with the combination of Rosario and Kepler and Buxton, the majority of the days uh, is very efficient. They cover a lot of ground. They can make plays. They can all throw. Um, it just gives us a better overall look defensively. All right, we'll take our last break. When we come back, more with Paul Molitor. It's the uh, Twins and the Tribe later on this afternoon. It's all right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Hey, we're Ben, Dane, and Giselle. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3. Your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the final segment of this Paul, this edition of the Paul Molitor Show. Again, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Paul, uh, sometimes indirect uh, compliments can be the, uh, the the nicest of all. And yesterday, uh, manager Terry Francona talked about not hitting the ball to center field with Byron Buxton <laughs> out there. Uh, you just mentioned the defense and the outfield defense. you got to be happy with the fact that when, when Rosario and Buxton and Kepler are all out there, it's got to be one of the better uh, outfield defenses in the game right now. I would agree with that, Jack. You know, uh, even Robbie yesterday made a really nice play in the gap. Yeah, he he put a lot of time in to make himself more serviceable out there. But the combination of those three guys, just their athleticism, they all can run. They, they all have good reads. They have first-step quickness. They can throw. Uh, you know, we're working on communication, all those things trying to get better. Um, you know, Buxton yesterday made a nice play on that ball. You know, we would love to see him catch it, but he kept it in the park. Um, it just seems like every day, you know, there's something that they do that help us try to win the game. I think those balls that 
Buxton ran down in the gaps yesterday. Uh, he ends up catching them fairly easily, but I'm telling you, off the bat, they don't look like they're going to be caught. And that's a huge difference. It's a difference maker for uh, just the confidence of the pitcher, as we talked about earlier, but more so, uh, it just helps you put more zeros on the board. What does that do to a hitter? You know, you were one of those guys. What does that do to yeah. a hitter psychologically when a guy runs a ball down that you think is going to be a, a gapper? Well, you know, there's always frustration in the game as far as the offensive side. And, uh, you know, you go through those streaks that no matter where you hit it or how hard you hit it, you know, someone makes the play. You feel like there's a lot more than uh, eight fielders out there. Uh, but it can be frustrating. I, I think for opposing teams to, you know, square up, have good at-bats, and, and they walk away empty. Um, you know, it, it can play with the mind a little bit, but hopefully we can continue that because it's been a big part of us having some uh, at least early success here in, in the 2017 season. Now we get Hector Santiago against Trevor Bauer today. Santiago's been outstanding, Paul, but it's never really clean and easy. Kind of a high-wire act when Hector pitches. You you just prepare for your hair to get a little grayer every time Hector throws? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not a smoker, too. I mean, it's just a bad combination out there. Hector's got a, got a way of... Uh, you know, kind of keeping you on edge throughout the game, and yet somehow he finds a way to uh, to get fairly deep in most games that he's been pitching. I, he's, he's shown a lot of confidence, I think, early. You know, his fastball's been playing well. He's spinning it better than last year, partially due to a, a little grip issue he had last year. And uh, he's kind of toyed with the change-up grip. I think he actually probably changed it throughout the game, depending on how he feels on a given day. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, a chance for us to finish a good road trip with Hector out there. Uh, Bauer's a talented guy. We've seen him a ton over the past few years. Um, just hopefully we can, you know, make him work and, and keep the ball in the zone, not expand too much, especially on that curveball and that fastball up, which can be explosive, and, and we'll have another good day with the bats. How much uh, pink you got on today? You got a good uh, pink wardrobe working? Yeah, same same look as yesterday. I don't think too many guys are going to change the get-ups from yesterday. <laughs> um, it, it's a great tribute to uh, raise awareness for breast cancer, uh, as well as kind of give the players a little different look in the pink today, and uh, as well as honoring Mother's Day. So it's a nice combination. All right, good luck. Go get one today, all right? Okay, guys, have a good Sunday. All right, Paul, see you. All right, Paul Molitor uh, joining us from Cleveland. Twins will go for a sweep. You know, uh, Gina was just telling me, Jack, eight straight wins on the road is the all-time Twins record. They had a chance to get seven in a row today. They played great away from home. It all starts with Hector. You know, I was on a team where we won 15 straight, and we were the talk of baseball in Minnesota, uh, and I know the pressure it puts on the other team to beat you. I just would welcome, with open arms, this year's team to get on a roll like that because I think it's within them and see what happens if it happens. Should be a whole lot of fun today. Again, just after 11, you're going to have inside Twins. Then it's our pregame lineup card followed by baseball. Twins seek a sweep in Cleveland on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.